to Internet Marketing for Humans, digestible internet marketing insight and advice to help you grow your business. Hello, welcome back to Internet Marketing for Humans. I'm your host, Andrew Laws, and I'm a human, and I have another human here with me. Uh, human, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, fellow human friend. My name is Lewis, um, and I'm a social ads copywriter. There we are. Right, lovely. So Lewis is, is one of the people I work with kind of fairly regularly, and is an enlightened sort of person. So when, when, you, um, when you talk about social media ads, can you define that? Um, yeah, I mean, kind of what it says on the tin, like any advert that you see on social media, whether it's mostly Facebook, Instagram, um, and LinkedIn, but I do a little bit of Twitter stuff as well. Um, but I guess the laws of copywriting kind of apply to anything online, then they're not, they're kind of transferable between everything. So, but predominantly Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn is for me. Okay, cool. So uh, we're going to focus on LinkedIn for this conversation. Mm-hmm. But before we kind of crack into that, can you give us a, a quick rundown of the sort of some of the pros and cons for each of the other platforms, please? Um, I mean, Facebook and Instagram are very business to consumer. Um, LinkedIn's very business to business, which tends to be quite popular. Uh, I think LinkedIn are fully fully aware um, of how valuable their audience are. So there are minimum budgets um, and most results on LinkedIn are typically more expensive than on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, but you're obviously getting, or you're able to reach a more qualified audience um, and a more valuable audience really. But you've got a few more sizing options with Facebook and Instagram. Um, and I feel like their, their data is a little bit stronger than what LinkedIn's is for remarketing, but very valuable okay so whereabouts does twitter does uh, twitter fit in um i'd say a little bit behind it's not quite caught up with the the rest of the advertising world or at least social advertising world i should say um i think there's their platform's a little bit clunky it's a little bit slow um and it's just a bit harder a bit harder to use it's probably why it's not very popular um i've only done a handful of campaigns in comparison to many a handfuls of campaigns on the other ones um so yeah, it's getting there, but I think it's got a bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit more work to do before we get there. Okay, cool. So we, we don't want to kind of dive too deeply into the real technical side of, of LinkedIn advertising, but I thought this this might be a good opportunity to just sort of explore how, how people might get started. Oh, well, first yep. of all, what, what, why? Uh, you know, I know you've said that LinkedIn's business to business and a good way of reaching businesses, but why why choose LinkedIn over would you choose it over something like Google Ads or in, um, in addition to? Is it just a, another flavour? I think you probably in addition to would make the most sense. Um, I guess it depends on what you're offering, but if you're typically offer, offering something that's of higher value, you're going to require more touch points along that way um, and solely relying on LinkedIn is probably not the best idea. Um, it can work, but again, if you're selling something that's worth thousands, the chances are you're not going to... Or someone's not going to impulsively buy that from one ad. They're going to need quite a few sort of points along the way. Um, Can you just define touch points? Um, I guess it's just like familiarity with the brand. Um, if someone's never heard of you, I guess you kind of need to take a step back and think about where you are with your audience and how much they know about you already and who you're targeting. Um, if you're solely relying on remarketing, then maybe LinkedIn would work by itself. But if you're hitting up a cold a cold audience, you're probably going to need a few more touch points and just kind of put yourself in front of them a little bit more often so they sort of your audience begin to trust you a bit more. Um, and I guess the more people see you, the more they typically trust you, whether it's actually giving out trusting information or not. 
Um, but yeah, the, 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 the familiarity is a very popular, popular, very useful tool to use. So the, this is where the remarketing or, or retargeting comes in. Can you yeah. just give us a quick? We we try not to sort of mention any any industry keywords in in this podcast without <laughs> explaining them. So could you just ever so quickly give us a rundown on what remarketing actually is, please? Um, with regards to social ads, it's the use of existing data. So if you've got customer lists, for example, or website visitors that you're using or that you're tracking through your either pixel or insight tag if you're on LinkedIn. Um, it's then showing those select people adverts again. So we know that they've already had some kind of contact with you. Um, this is kind of taking that to the next level and showing them something a little bit different. It's, it's something that, that consumers like to complain about. And uh, <laughs> I, I realised remarketing had become a major thing in, in the world when stand-up comedians started complaining about it. So, <laughs> kind of, well, the typical thing you'll hear, people will say, well, I went to go and look at this car manufacturer website and now everywhere I go, there's adverts for this car manufacturer. Why are they spying on me? And it, it's it's sort of, it's quite challenging to, to explain, to try and explain to uh, my mum, for example. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not spying on you. you. You're seeing those adverts because you did something, because you went to a website and you can actually opt out now with with some sites with, or with good sites when you land on it and it gives you a cookies option and most people just say allow all. That's what's fueling that that re, retargeting and remarketing, well, one of the things. So you do have the option not to do it, but then I would say that. The buttons are always the ones that light up lovely and magically, the ones that say allow all cookies. Um, so you kind of you, you feel you kind of pull towards the allow all because it's always in color and kind of pre-picked for you everything you need to do. And most of the ads that you see online are remarketing ads because they're deemed the most relevant ones. And to keep people on the platforms for longer, all the platform algorithms try to give you as much relevant content as possible. And if you've really sort of engaged with a business that's deemed more relevant than someone that hasn't engaged with the business before. So absolutely. I mean it's, it's a discussion for another time, but I think it's it's quite an interesting it's quite an interesting topic because when <clears throat> when the internet first started, we we were just shown adverts for things that were nothing to do with this. I mean what what happens a lot in, in this country, we're in the in the UK for I guess anybody can't tell by our Queen's English. <laughs> but when the internet first became a thing, sort of well, my first experience of it in the late 90s, the adverts you saw were always for American products. Mm-hmm. They were never for anything you could actually buy. And they were completely irrelevant. You know, classically, you'd be looking, reading a web page about Led Zeppelin or something, <laughs> and you'd see loads of adverts for guns. <laughs> and so someone in Britain, first of all, it's quite, quite kind of shocking to like, what? There's like online adverts for guns? But it, it's that, that use of cookies that actually targets things and, and brings adverts closer to you. And it's obviously better for people who pay for advertising because we're not, you know, our clients, for example, aren't, aren't paying for adverts that are targeting people who have no interest at all in buying any of their stuff. But I think it's, I'd like to think it's better for consumers. Yeah, I because... think so. I mean, I feel sorry for anyone that's targeting me because, well, there's a lot of different client research bits I'm looking at all kinds of businesses, um, so my adverts really do vary a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a common thing for anyone who works in digital marketing. You know, I'm just as likely to see adverts for for dog-related products as I am fast cars. Or whatever. That's two really beige, mundane examples there. I, I couldn't think of anything more exciting. Um, right. So anyway, so yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn mm. advertising. 
how do you get started? How does If someone's listening to this going, right, I've downloaded this podcast because I want to learn how to do LinkedIn advertising. And so far, these guys are just talking about guns and Led Zeppelin. <laughs> So, 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 what can we, what can we give? What can we give the people who are listening to this because they actually want to know what to do? Yeah, no, I think the first thing is to know what you what you want to achieve. Um, and it sounds very, very obvious and very, very basic, um, but you'll find the objectives that you pick will tailor who your ads are delivered to. Um, so, if you want to reach loads and loads of people but don't necessarily want any action, then probably start at the top of your funnel with either a brand awareness or like a reach campaign. Um, I think it's just awareness on LinkedIn. Um, and they will literally deliver your ads to as many people as possible within your specified audience, which is great if that's what you want. But if you want to then maybe direct someone to your website and not necessarily take action, maybe consider going for the website views objective um, or something like that. But if you want someone to actually take action on your site, you need to pick the conversions objective. So... Can you just define action? So what, what sort of action um, are you talking about? Whether you about? want them to fill in, say, a sign-up form to complete a purchase, um, to download a lead magnet, for example, any of those, anything other than just viewing the content on your site, you need to pick the conversions one. Um, and people sometimes get mistake or mistake it and think, oh, I want to show this to loads of ads, this, this, sorry, this ad to loads of, loads of people um, as cost-effective as possible, and they pick the reach objective when really that doesn't actually help you kind of, you'll get loads of impressions and loads of like people look at it. Um, but you probably won't, that book that won't translate into the link clicks um, and people actually signing up for anything on your site. Um, so you need to kind of be very specific about what you want and you can set up something kind of funnel-esque, I guess. Um, but obviously it depends on what you're actually offering on the, on the back end of it. You just invented a word, funnel-esque. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite a funnel, but... Something that resembles a funnel. Not quite a funnel. <laughs> not not quite an Eskimo, but it's 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 somewhere in between. Um, so so the so the message there is so so know what you want. So don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to think no one just chucks money at advertising, but I know for a fact a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, and with my skeptic tinfoil hat on, a lot of the platforms make a lot of money by people not understanding the advertising yeah. that they're yeah. doing because you can chuck money at any social ad platform and you will get results yeah but the name of the game is really getting the most results or the best results for the least amount of money so what once somebody knows what they want yeah good first step so that that helps define the type of campaign are these actual kind of click buttons i mean how how does how does the ad ad network sorry how does um, linkedin ads sort of guide you through does it say what you want to do at the start yes the first thing is obviously to pick your campaign objective um but I feel like we've skimmed over it, but people, again, it's just so easily overlooked that... Dig deep they, then, go for it. Yeah, that, that, that they, again, they, that I see it so many times, they'll have the reach objective thinking they're going to get loads and loads of clicks for it, but it's not how it works. Like, they've kind of got pools of audiences within an audience, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if you're delivering your ads to website, a website views, I say, quote-unquote, um, you're kind of delivering your ads to people that are more clicky than people who are not in that audience. So you're going to get more cost-effective clicks, but not, not necessarily more cost-effective conversions. So if you actually want someone to sign up for a lead gen, just go straight to the conversions objective. Don't worry about trying to bring them through. But if you've actually got like a really expensive purchase, then you probably need to tailor them through and kind of build your, and build your audiences up a little bit and use remarketing audiences for that. But assuming that you've got your research and you know kind of what angle you're going to take with your adverts, I would then go through and pick your ad type and start sort of specifying your audience a bit more. 
Um, I tend to steer away from anything other than feed ads because it's an easy way for the campaign manager platform, I guess. Go on. What's, a, what's a feed ad? Um, so anything that you see within your newsfeed. Um, oh, okay, well, that's simple. <laughs> yeah, because you can get like banner ads in different places now. They pop up across the audience network. Um, and I tend ah. to steer away from those because... I'm firing things at you today. What's the audience yeah. network? The audience network are other websites that they kind of have within them. Um, I guess we'll say that they're friends with, shall we say. So, for example, LinkedIn, I don't know who they've got, but we could say if I was using an app, um, say Duolingo is a common one, um, you'll then see ads from things that you've seen on LinkedIn um, come up on the Duolingo app and they'll kind of pass through this network of other websites and they'll kind of follow follow you about, which is good for building touch points and impressions, but pretty pants for anything other than that to be honest <laughs> it's an easy way for them to steal some money from you uh, and not really give you anything back in return so uh, so you you would only recommend putting adverts in in most cases putting adverts on the linkedin feed so actually when people are on the app are they on yeah. the app I assume it's on the app yeah, and yeah. the website yeah, the yeah so when people are actually at linkedin.com or on the yeah. app so so yeah. skimming through that so that that's the the primary target is that kind of regardless of objective is that just um, I guess I still don't use them or I don't use any of the other placements very often um, anymore. Um, there's maybe scope for using it with a brand awareness because you're not necessarily after any action. You're just trying to kind of put your message in front of loads of people. Um, so I guess yeah, there's probably scope for that on them ones. But there are other placements within LinkedIn that you can pick that kind of pop up in banners um, in different places. But I still just stick to the newsfeed. That's a Anything. pretty significant tip. Thank you, Lewis. That's good value. (laughs) (laughs) It just tends to drive a lot more valuable actions. People are kind of in the the mode or in a mindset where they'll they'll happily kind of leave LinkedIn to go do something else, but no one really clicks on banner ads anymore. Um, And the amount I see, I sort of think, you know, what's the point of them? But it's easy because in the campaign manager, you'll see that you've had loads of impressions and you've reached loads of people, but very few clicks have actually come off the back of that. So, yeah. That's a hell of a statement. No one really clicks on banner ads anymore. Yeah, no. I don't think I've ever clicked on one. Not intentionally anyway, maybe by accident. But people just associate them with bad things, viruses and clickbaity bits that don't really lead to much. So yeah, there's there's quite a big barrier to overcome, I think, with the banner ads that I'm not sure if, they're, if it's ever going to go. But who knows? Well, yeah, this goes back to the, the Wild West days of the internet, although we still are in the Wild West, really, like <laughs> you know, 20, 30 years into to the internet in, in all, all seriousness. But, yeah, there, there's a lot of the early damage done. So, okay, so we... in uh, shall I, I'll pretend to be like Mr. Businessman. Um, <laughs> okay. I suppose I am Mr. Businessman, really. <laughs> right, so I, I know my objective. Yeah. I know what I want people to do, and I know what I want to uh, achieve. I want. I know what the good what good figures will look like. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do this type of campaign. I am only going to advertise on the news feed. What's the next step? Um, defining our audience. So if we are not remarketing, we need to go through and pick out what like what job titles we want them to do, what industries we want our audience to be in. Um, and it's actually quite, it's quite useful. Um, like LinkedIn is definitely an advantage over Facebook because obviously you can target by job title and kind of seniority. Um, I would say to be as specific as possible because there is you want to obviously target the decision maker because a lot of the business to business bits um, normally have to follow through a chain of people before they can be confirmed. Um, I would still 
if you had that that kind of challenge ahead of you that you've got a maybe you had a buying manager but they need to be signed off by say the CEO it would potentially make sense to target both the buying manager and the CEO because you can kind of build some familiarity a little bit but I would still focus most of the time on the buying manager in that example um that's a really good tip. I mean, just just to sort of dive into this, and we'll, we'll probably touch a bit more on copywriting later. But mm. in digital marketing, it's never a good idea to to run a campaign on any platform. So whether it's advertising, content, or anything that relies on someone making a leap of imagination. So, for example, it's never a good idea to to target someone who you hope to be able to persuade to become interested in something. We we target when you'll always do better targeting people who are already in the right frame of mind, yeah. who are all already looking for an answer rather than someone who's, you know, on LinkedIn for for one thing and you're trying to convince them, for example, to stop using one bit of software and to do something entirely different. That that's a hard sell. We we want to target people who are ready to make a decision, and it sounds too niche and it sounds too macro, but the reality is. The world's a massive place, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people. So you you really can target down, yeah. you know that that closely. Anyway, sorry, I'm stealing your thunder, Lewis. I take your no, thunder back. That was um, I can't think where we, where we were. We were talking about that, but again, it's, it's definitely a difficult challenge to be faced if you've got two different kind of decision makers to deal with, um, because each decision maker is going to have different motivations behind them. Again, like we won't go into the copywriting bits too much, um, but yeah, you need to approach them very differently. Um, but you also need to be aware that you know there are more people involved in this decision than just the one person that you're targeting here. So you need to almost give them enough information to be able to try and persuade them themselves. But we also need to take some accountability and probably do a little bit of persuading of it ourselves in different adverts further down the line as well. Um, but from here, yeah. So once you've got your audience, um, I'm assuming that the businessman that yourself, you know, Hello. what. Um, what motivations and what your kind of key benefits are to your service um, and kind of what's the most effective with your audience. If not, you need to go out there and research and find out what is. Maybe that's a matter of reading reviews, um, competitors' ads, see what they're advertising, what angles they're taking to kind of know what angle you want to take with your ads. Um, If you're not sure, again, it's a good opportunity to test different bits. Um, But most business men or women um, have a good idea of what their kind of key key offering is um, we've we've touched on this before if you go to internetmarketinghumans.com forward slash podcast you can search um for lewis lewis folkard who's Mm -hmm. you i'm not talking about you you know who you are Um, (laughs) (laughs) so we're recording this over zoom so i'm going to keep keep nodding at lewis um and we we have touched on on this topic way back in an old episode but we we might revisit it because i think it's there's a lot of meat on the bones. There's a hell of a lot yeah, there's to a lot be said. Well, since the last one, lots, lots of lots of progression, which is nice. Well, yeah, we, we've both done a lot of research since then, haven't we? Um, yeah. Sorry, anyway, so so ad copy. Let's let's just assume whoever's advertising is on it and knows yeah. what they're doing. Good. So, what's the next step? Um, I guess it's then on to creating your ads. Uh, once you've got your audience specified, you know what objective you want to pick. Um, you know what angle you want to take. It's now kind of about deciding the creative. Um, and I thought that this is overlooked by a lot of businesses. They'll kind of they've got a big budget to spend, I don't know, ten, fifteen thousand, for example, um, and very little of it will go towards the creative. They'll just rather put more into the ad spend when you've actually got a little, little secret weapon there. If you've got 
some really good creative and you're really honing in on who you're trying to target, you can potentially get very cost-effective results. So they're, they're not spending on money on the bit that people are going to see? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sounds very silly, but it's not. They just think, like, let's no, spend £10,000 on this, on this ad spend. Let's deliver it to millions of people or tens of thousands of people on LinkedIn, um, but not really have any creative that really resonates with who they're trying to target. So you're just basically putting money down the drain. Is, is there anything yeah, in, in the LinkedIn platform that can help you perfect this art, that can help you kind of hone your message? Mm. Because in, in well, I'll tell you what I'm thinking. In Google Ads, when we set up um, adverts, we don't do one. We always do a bunch. I mean, minimum yep. three, there is no maximum, really. And the reason we do lots and lots of ad variants is that Google Ads will show automatically show the ad variant that performs the best. So what do I mean by variant? If you had an advert called Buy This Ham Sandwich um, as the headline, you'd set up another advert that would say... <laughs> acquire this ham sandwich i'm really not on it with kind of the examples today and then the third one that said oi buy this now ham yeah. sandwich fan get this yeah. and then then that you know sandwich deal was two for one something like that, that there thing. you yeah. go i'm hungry now um so yeah with with google with the google ads platform it would automatically show the campaign i mean it's the campaign that performs the best but again with my skeptic tinfoil hat on it's the campaign that makes the most money for google yeah. so can you do anything similar in linkedin ads um not really unless you did all the ads individually um like facebook have just released a bit where you can now put in different headlines um, and different primary texts and they will match the they will combine Based on your images, your headlines, and your primary text together, um, and deliver it to supposedly the most relevant person. Um, they've kind of had something in the works for a while, well, but they've made it more prominent. Um, so I'm guessing they're kind of developing it, trying to push it a bit more. So I don't know how reliable it is, um, but it's out there. But there's nothing on LinkedIn yet that does that as easy as Facebook or Google does. So it is even more important than I, I thought to get your ad copy right. Mm-hmm. because i mean you can be i don't want to say you can be lazy with google ads but because you can have as many variants as you want it's mm-hmm. really good for solving arguments sometimes because you've got two people in a room who say who have very strong feelings about what headline on an advert should be google ads you just run them both and mm-hmm. just say look i'm sorry person b you're woefully inadequate you know people don't want to buy moldy sandwiches no, <laughs> no, no nobody clicked on the advert um yeah, so anyway, so enough of my bizarre examples. Okay, so we've got the ad copy now. What's next? Yeah. Um, I mean, probably more important than the ad copy um, is actually the image or media that you're using itself. Um, it takes up a lot more, shall we say, space on the screen. Um, so it kind of has the biggest potential over stopping the scroll. Um, so if you don't stop the scroll, your copy is redundant anyway because it's not ever going to be read. So stop the scroll, literally, it's... In, it's it's interrupting the way someone uses LinkedIn. So if somebody's skimming through looking at everyone who's got a birthday or whatever, mm-hmm. it's the thing that makes them go, hey, and then let go of the mouse and read yeah. something. So stop scrolling, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. so you, it kind of goes, well, I like to think of it that it goes from the media to the headline, which is sort of positioned below the image, then up to above the image where the primary text is, and that's kind of the order of like reading. Um, so you need something that's going to catch their attention pretty quickly um, and also separate those that are not prospects to people that are prospects. So you want to kind of balance that in there. Um, And that's what's overlooked a lot of the time is that, you know, people don't really think about the media that they're putting out there. I mean, 
yeah, it's it's a lot easier said than done. That's why there are lots of creative directors out there that do these kind of bits. Um, and even you know from the old classic ads, the print ads that we've seen and looked at, spoke about many a times, like the the media they're using in that is 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 a big topic. It's something that's not overlooked lightly, um, and it's kind of just been pushed to the back of the pile with Facebook and Instagram and, and LinkedIn. So I say bring it back. <laughs> Absolutely, it's it's. I think it's kind of lunacy not not to dwell on it, not not to concentrate on it. I mean, by this stage, we're at what step five or six of kind of setting up a campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, it feels like if you commit to do a marathon, and then sort of twenty five miles into your marathon, you go, "Eh, that'll do." You know, it's, it's <laughs> that it's, it's it's such an important thing because it's the bit that people see. That's what you're paying for. That you know, that's that's the the actual outcome or of your money. You're not paying for loads of metrics and stats to gather you know you it's you're, you're giving money to shove stuff at people so yep. yeah don't, don't don't gloss over it yeah and you, you'll even find if you're writing copy that's quite emotional um the media can really help kind of dramatize that and get your point across more effectively um so be mindful of what you're writing and kind of pick something that that's all, all going to fit together um but yeah don't overlook the media because it is probably the most important aspect of it and then where once you've got your attention from the media, it's then typically a headline that's going to sort of build some kind of curiosity to keep them reading. Once they've read the headline, the objective is then to read the first line of your primary text, which is the famous Joe Sugarman says that's kind of, that's followed on from there and it still applies today. Um, you then go from the, from the first line to the second line and then they kind of need to click the see more button on the primary text so they actually read the full copy. Um, and then from there you give off your selling message in great copywriting ways and hopefully jobs are good in, should we say. Hey, sorry for interrupting, but we've got something neat for you. If you want to put some of the things you've heard in the podcast into action, we've created a free workbook for you. It's called Build Your Digital Marketing Battle Plan, and you can download it for free at internetmarketingforhumans.com forward slash battle plan and that battle plan's all one word so internetmarketingforhumans.com forward slash battle plan for your free workbook to take you through seven simple steps to get your digital marketing up to speed and ready for action okay back to the show cheers as we're kind of going we're doing like a a linkedin ads 101 we're going back to basics as it were Mm -hmm. if you're if you're going to have a a click from your ad and i say if you're going to have a click because you can you know keep things entirely on linkedin with lead gen forms and things like that so if you're going to have a click if you're going to try and get someone to go to your website do you just do you just point them at the home page uh no always take them to... <laughs> i love asking questions like that. <laughs> I, I kind of expect lewis to like shake his fist and shake his no of course you don't you idiot no i know listeners i know i know it's not it's not correct but this is um this is the way podcasts go Looks so, you in a way that said no that's not right <laughs> do you say no you flipping idiot <laughs> right so if you don't just point everyone at your home page what do you do lewis yeah you take them to exactly where they need to go you want to because the, I don't know how much detail LinkedIn, Facebook and them go into, but they definitely consider the landing page that you direct them to. Um, and so that's one benefit that they're probably going to push it further, more cost effectively, if it's going to a relevant landing page. Mm-hmm. Um, and your homepage typically is not the most relevant option that you've got. So if you're giving certain products or certain services, take them to a page that talks about that service or product in more detail. Um but then from an audience perspective, you want to make it as easy as possible and minimize the steps they need to take 
for them to complete your intended action. So if you can take them exactly to where they need to go, um, even better. And that's why a lot of landing pages don't really have buttons that click off of it. They only keep you on that one page. Um, so I'm doing like a tunnel action there for those that can't see. Um, but they have to kind of go through and they've got nowhere else to go in some ways. Um, so they have so to it, action. It, so it's more than just kind of keeping your your potential buyers or your potential leads focused. Mm -hmm. It's also about showing LinkedIn how relevant that page is to your advert. Yeah. And I think that that's quite an important thing to to dwell on for a moment because what what's LinkedIn's motivation for making sure you're doing good stuff, you're you know pointing people at the right place. Well, mm -hmm. why why do they care? Because it's going to affect their reputation and what people assume or or it's going to affect how people approach LinkedIn um, and it's going to give them a bad, bad rep, which is then going to translate into fewer users, which is then going to translate into well, a non-existent platform. So, I, I personally really like this level of sort of kind of policing and it, it, it's there on all the ad platforms. I mean, Google Ads, Google will, yeah. they will stop your campaigns. I mean, they'll stop your campaigns for many different reasons, some of them quite quite bizarre. <laughs> but they'll stop your campaign if, if, for example, just to give a really obvious one, if you said, buy this ham sandwich, and the link clicked through to a page that was for beef sandwiches, then Google would stop the ad probably. And and LinkedIn, you're, it's not ad score, is it, on LinkedIn? It's, it's, it's um, a quality score or something like that? I don't know what they've called it now. It's changed a few times. Um, this is fairly normal, by the way, yeah. listener. I mean, th these platforms change so often. Yeah, I've I've, <laughs> I, I've I've prepared for for training in the past, and you know, literally sat at my desk, gone through training materials, got in the car, driven to deliver training, and by the time <laughs> I've got there, the platform's changed. <laughs> and it's and of course they they roll out changes differently for everyone. So when Lewis and I are like, I'm not sure. It's 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 absolutely not because we don't know what we're talking about. It's because they they change so often. Yeah, I've, I've seen a few. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen all the things I've seen. <laughs> right, so good good ad copy, relevant page to click through to. Yeah. What else? I mean, are there are there cost benefits to kind of impressing LinkedIn like this and getting it right? Does it does it result in cheaper clicks or? Um... You see it sometimes with Facebook, um, but it's difficult to really say how prominent the effect is. Um, I would say yes. Like I think it makes sense for them to push the ads that they want to see, so they can kind of build up a bit more of a, a culture around what ads mm. should be and shouldn't be shown. Um, but it, that can't take away from the fact that you still need to kind of hit the nail on the head with your audience. You need to resonate with them still. Um, so you need to kind of impress both, I guess, in some ways. Um, I think mind to focus a, bit, a little bit more on the audience than LinkedIn itself, but I, I'd be mindful of how you present it because um, it still needs to fit what they want out of the platform. Yeah, but my opinion on on any of the platforms is that if you you should always be customer centric. You know that that mm -hmm. is absolutely your target, and no one would do anything else. Yeah. But by having good practice in that aspect of your advertising, it should naturally fulfil the demands yeah. of any platform you're on. Because yeah, if you're mistargeting, or it's more of a problem if you're misleading, mm -hmm. and people people will always assume that they're not misleading, because you know they think, well, I'm I'm trustworthy. This is a good business. I'm a serious brand. But you can be accidentally misleading very very easily. Yeah. 
the the classic case that I've seen in the past um, is I'm just saying in the past to make clear it's not any of my clients is when a committee decides on an advert. Well, yeah, and and you then sort of have to say, look, the advert you're putting out here reflects what you guys all have in your head. It doesn't reflect what the consumer has in their head, and it's always an, a, a familiarization problem. So if you were selling ham sandwiches and you just you know centered your whole advert around the fact that it was Serrano ham and not just any old ham. You might find consumers don't care. Your your customer research should te- should inform you what the trigger points are that that will make people buy. And they they you know if they don't give a crap about ham yeah. or what type of ham, then then leave it out. But don't you know? There's a dangerous disconnect as you've as you've already said several times. So sorry, feel strongly about that. Yeah, so no, I, 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 I can dwell on agree. it. You'll find again, but like a, a lot of bigger business owners and business owners. Are, business owners um, are sometimes a little bit distant, shall we say, from what their audience are actually after. Mm. Um, oh, God, yeah. And it's easy, obviously, in their position because you, you can get quite consumed with what you're doing and trying to put out the best product or service as possible. Um, but sometimes you need that kind of grounding to see what people are actually saying and thinking in your audience so you know where to kind of direct things in the future. Um, and we see it, again, a lot of digital marketing agencies or marketers um, will propose these different things and they'll kind of just get disregarded because they feel like it's not relevant when really it's not pleasing the business owner, which they shouldn't be. It's kind of, you should be trying to please your audience more so than the business owner. Um, but if the business owner doesn't like it, then you've got another problem, another problem on your hands. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so so you kind of need complete ego death. Yes. Really, to, <laughs> to, like, to advertise very, very effectively. Well, it, it's it's being objective. Yeah. It's it's whenever it's sort of a safety net for me that for myself and in conversations with clients, mm-hmm. if they become too subjective with data, so if they say, Oh, I think people will like that, I'm always like, No, no, we need to know. Yeah. We, we can't just guess. You know, we, we can we can use subjective information and experience of a product and you know, experience of your audience to get us close. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to come down to especially spending money and we need to measure the results for it, it's got to be objective. Yeah, We have to know. You, know, you can't just say that people might might prefer Serrano ham. You have to know. Where, where are the facts? You know, Have you done research? Is this based on what your customer, your previous customers want? Anyway, we're going, we're wandering way off into a... Yeah, audience targeting is, is or just research is, is, is an interesting one. There's lots of resources, but yeah, it's a conversation for... Other day, there's lots of lots to talk about on that. <laughs> well, yeah, well, let, let's do it in the future then because it's fun. <laughs> Clearly, it's, it's something we both have um, strong, strong, not even opinions, they're facts. That's really <laughs> arrogant. It's really arrogant of me, I know, but um, but it is, it's true. Uh, right. So, one thing we haven't talked about yet is cost. Mm-hmm. And why is that? How, how much money have you got to spend? Um, it's an impossible question. <laughs> yes, I mean, as much as you want to spend um, is, is is the short answer, or as much as you can spend, because generally the more money that you spend, you typically see better results. Um, but that's not to say that everything else is not important, because it's not. There's no point in wasting the money. So, yeah, you need to make sure you've got everything else in place, everything else is sorted out and is as best as it can be, and then decide where you want to throw in it pretty much okay so we if if i want to attract a random on linkedin and i want them to buy this ham sandwich that i'm selling on my website mm-hmm. how much is it going to cost me for them to click on the advert 
Where, or how do I get charged? When do I get charged? Um, you normally get charged per impression. Um, you can change it. Which means? Um, every time somebody sees your advert, you will get charged, um, which is where the banner ads tend to take up a lot of the money um, because it's easy for them to put to get impressions and they'll just charge you for it. They'll just keep racking up cost um, and you won't really get much to show for it. Um, you can change it so you get paid or you pay per click, um, but I tend to kind of stick with the impressions. It tends to work a little bit better. Um, so can you, you can, can you, if you're paying for impressions, so if you're paying um, per thousand or whatever, so what we call CPM, can you work out, can you work that back to figure out cost per acquisition? So just chuck that in cost per acquisition is how much, if someone's going to become a customer, how much have you, money have you got to spend to get them? So have you got the data, is the data in LinkedIn to allow you to sort of reconcile one to the other if you're paying by impressions? You could probably work out an average, probably not specifically per person, um, but you could definitely work out an average through different figures that you've got in there. That's good enough. So, you know, if, if you spent £10 to show the advert to a 1,000 people and you sold one sandwich, yeah. then your cost per acquisition is £10. <laughs> really, really, really basically. It gets a little bit more complex when you've got... And we'll go back to the, the funnel-esque. If you've got something set up with multiple campaigns um, and there's quite a bit of nurturing involved, tracking that cost per acquisition can be a little bit harder, um, but it can still be done. Um, but it's easy with a single campaign. You just know you kind of set your event and what, you're, and what you want your conversion to be. And then you can, LinkedIn will tell you directly how much you spent to get that on average. Okay, so how, how long should we run a campaign for? Can I do it for like 20 minutes? No. Another one. I'm really enjoying this. I'm trying to think of like the stupidest questions. <laughs> well, no, I really shouldn't say that. They're not stupid questions. It's I'm being very, very careful that Lewis and I know this stuff, but I'm trying to think of really, really simple questions because the the whole reason for starting this podcast is I'd heard so many others that talk about these topics, mm -hmm. but leave out really, really basic information. So yeah. can I? Yeah. So I'm, I'll say it again. Can I run a can I run a two-minute-long campaign, Lewis? You cannot, and no, you shouldn't either. Um, so you could theoretically, but let's not Shh. do that. <laughs> so, so why, why is that a bad idea? Um, well, you just don't get a chance to really see how, how anything's going to perform with that short period. Um, and you'll find just because the reach is typically more expensive than it is on Facebook, if you're basing your kind of results off of a really small audience, or small reach, which we say, you've not really got much reliability with what your results are showing. Um, you need a bit more time to kind of see how things are going to sort of manifest and grow into. Um, so I would like to think at least a month um, wow. is kind of a good, for, for reliable answers at least, a month is a, is a good starting point. Um, but you'll find typically things will go a little bit longer than that. Um, but again, it, it does depend on how much you're spending, how many ads you're running, because if you're showing the same ads to the same people over and over again, your results are going to drop off quite quickly because people just get bored of seeing the same stuff. Um, it's what they call ad blindness, I guess. So yeah, it depends on the size of your audience, I guess, doesn't it? Yes, so well. if, if, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So once, once the month's up or however long the campaign is, how do we measure success? What, what uh, figures are we looking for when we look at the, the stats? It's also going to come back to your, your objective. Um, I would not be basing your cost per reach, sorry, your conversion results off of cost per reach because it helps paint a clearer picture but doesn't really tell you what you are actually trying to achieve. 
Um, and people will come away from different campaign managers thinking they've not achieved what they wanted to and really they have just because they were looking at the wrong metric. So even say website views, cost per click and cost per landing page view are your main metrics and you should be basing your decisions off of that, not how much a conversion has cost you because they're not directly related. Yes, they help paint the bigger picture, but it kind of gives you a false, a false, I don't know what the word is, um, they don't tell you clearly what or truly what you've achieved. That makes sense. I've explained that poorly, but <laughs> but no, it's it, it's it, not at all. You, you're saying that you have to judge it on what your expectations are, and have you learned from the results? Has has running this campaign, in addition to delivering clients, leads, or whatever, mm-hmm. has it taught you something? So no, I thought that that makes that makes sense to me. I guess to put it in three words: measure what matters. There we are. Yeah. An easy way of putting it. So, if you're trying to get more more sales and trying to increase your your website revenue, don't base your decisions off how much it's cost you to reach a thousand people, because yes, it can kind of help you see the bigger picture, but doesn't you? If you were to take sort of key points from this campaign, you wouldn't do it on the basis that you can reach more people more cost effectively. You want to be taking forward what's generated the most purchases. So, yeah. Focus on those. Measure what matters. Okay, so my next question was going to be, after we've run this month-long ham sandwich campaign, well, for one thing, the sandwich is going to be out of date by now. But, but what, what, So once we've run this month-long campaign, um, I was going to say, well, what, what, what's, what's next? How do you move forward from that yeah. point? Hopefully we would have been testing a few things in the, in the last campaign. Maybe we've tried different creative, different angles within our ads um, to kind of find out which angles and creatives work best. Um, and we can then take that forward and develop them further and test new elements of those. So first of all, I would normally start with the actual image or the media itself because it takes up the most screen space. Once you got from there, I would then maybe adjust the headline and then the following test or the following month go into testing different sort of elements of the primary text. Um, and that's, I say typically, it really depends on the client and kind of what we're trying to achieve. Um, but in an ideal world, that's how I would approach it. So we can kind of do it bit by bit without kind of comparing too much at once and not knowing what's having the effect. We would just do it bit by bit. So first first kind of phase, should we say, is media. Second phase would be probably headline. Um, and then the third phase would be different elements of the primary text. Cool stuff. Mm. Um, what about targeting? Would you would you tweak that? Can you can you tell out of your the criteria that you're using, can you tell who in that audience has reacted the best to an advert? Uh, you can with LinkedIn. Um, it's a little bit more, let's say, complex. Um, you have, once you've, I think these ways to explain it, um, you can't really do it within Campaign Manager. Is You have to kind of go into your website's insight tag to see who's viewed your site. So you, it doesn't necessarily narrow down to solely the ads that have kind of generated that, but everyone that's viewing your website, you can see what job title they've got or what seniority and it will kind of sort of build up some kind of persona of people who are viewing your website. And you can take that forward and develop your target to kind of match that further because we know that's working at the minute. If people are viewing it and these are their roles, let's let's capitalise on that and make the most of it. Can you see the names of the people who looked at your adverts? No, you can't see the names, no. Silly What, what people think, but no, they can't. <laughs> No, but they, they, I mean, there, there are other ways of, of capturing data. Obviously, if you're pushing people out to your website through your LinkedIn ad campaign, 
your website can gather information in any number of GDPR friendly, yep. useful ways. So it's it's really only it's not the whole plan, you know, it's not it's not the whole scheme really. It's 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 how we get people's attention in the first place. Yeah, it's definitely the hardest bit. Yeah, well, no, absolutely it is. It's 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 attracting people who have never heard of you before. Mm-hmm. And that that's hey, that's why our industry exists. So I'm not gonna badmouth it because I quite like doing this. Getting attention is one thing, but getting the right attention is is another thing. So Right. I'm having that as the quote for the card. Getting attention <laughs> is one thing. <laughs> Uh, that's quite that's good for quite a lot of things in life actually yeah getting attention is one thing but getting the right attention as i found out at high school conversation for another day conversation possibly <laughs> not not to have during this podcast um well I, th- I think that that's a pretty good linkedin ads 101 is there anything yeah. you want to add before i press the the stop button no, if you'd like to find out more, follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> a little plug at the end there, but other than that, no. Well, damn straight. So, yeah, look up. Um, we'll put a link to Lewis's LinkedIn profile in the show notes. But, well, Lewis, thank you ever so much for your time. I've really enjoyed this. I hope it's been enjoyable for you. Me on. I hope it's been enjoyable for the listeners as well, actually, because <laughs> they're, they're, they're kind of the, the important bit. Um, not that you're not important right I'm rambling so I'm go. <laughs> <laughs> okay thanks for listening everyone I shall see you next time I'm going to say goodbye do you want to say goodbye goodbye everyone stay safe